Hey everybody, this is Don Newman and this is Living a Life Worth Remembering. Uh, this is the show that is dedicated to helping you and I live a life that would continue to live on after our own lifetime has ended. It's all about leaving a legacy. And over the last couple of episodes, I've uh, produced content, shared different things that I felt were going to be helpful to help each of us live that life. I've had uh, different individuals uh, as part of this show, actually interviewed them, have them share what they've been learning, what have they been doing that's helping them live a life worth remembering. And all of this content is just focused on helping us hear different things that are going to help us actually make our mark deep, uh, make an impact, step over a line, do something that our life leads on. It lives on after our own lifetime has ended and leaves a legacy for others to follow. And so to, today I wanted to take time and just talk to you and share something that I believe is one of the top things that actually blocks us from stepping over that line, from making that choice to lead a life that leaves a legacy. And uh, you know, you can have the right skills, you can learn from some of the people that I have brought on this show and they've shared their stories and shared what they've learned and what they've gone through. And all of those things are great. You need to continue to do that. But I have found that probably the number one thing that blocks or keeps us from really stepping into the place we're supposed to go is what is called the fear of failure. And so tonight, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about failing forward. How do we conquer the fear of failure so that we can move forward into the life that we're all destined to lead, the life that we all want to lead? Uh, and so tonight I want to share just a couple of things and I want to go in and actually break some of these things down. So I've got some notes I'm going to go through and some things. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have been dealing with a, a fear of failure, you know, the fear of, man, I don't want to try that. That's too big. That's too large. I've tried that before. And you know what? It didn't work. Uh, I'm scared to step out and, and, and do what I really want to do. You know, if money was not an object, of course I would do those things. But money is an object and we need money to live. So I'm not going to take that risk. So if you have things in your life that you're like, hey, I, I want to hear something that's going to encourage me and give me kind of an ump to move forward and to charge that mountain and to step into a place that maybe I've been scared to step into. I want you to take some time and listen to this because I'm going to share a couple of different things that's going to help you and I overcome the fear of failure. You know, the fear of failure is something that a lot of people deal with. In fact, uh, you know, it's one of the, the highest, when you look at it on the scale of things that people deal with, it's one of the highest things right under the fear of speaking in public, which I'm doing right now. You know, this is something that some of you feel led to do. I've, I've talked with some of you and I've heard you say, I'd love to do a YouTube show. I would love to learn how to speak and, and, and be able to do a, uh, a live presentation or, or just, you know, be on Facebook, do Facebook Live. Well, I want to encourage you, you can do it. And the world is filled with incredible individuals that if you look at them today, you would have never guessed that they were 
probably stuttering and stammering and having a hard time actually carrying on a sentence when they were speaking. And today, people are recording and, and listening to them all over the world. And there are people just like that. So whatever it is that you're wanting to do, whatever it is that you would like to break out of where you're at and move to where you want to go, I want to talk about how we overcome this fear of failure. So I'm going to share some different things. You know, how can we overcome that fear? The first thing that you need to realize and I need to realize is you are not alone. As I shared just a few minutes ago, actually it's 49% of people being surveyed admitted that the fear of failure keeps them from moving forward into the goals that they have for their life. It actually keeps them from revisiting goals that they may have set before. Uh, just the fact of getting a piece of paper out and writing them down, there are some people that struggle with doing that because it creates a fear of what if I fail? What if I don't accomplish it? What if this doesn't come to pass? I don't want to put something on paper and here I go again. I don't do it for the second time, the fourth time, the fifth time. You need to realize that you're not alone, that the world is filled with individuals that are just like you, that maybe they don't share it in their inner circles and maybe they talk real boastful, but privately they battle the fear of failure. And you know what's really the base of the fear of failure? What, what is really down in the core of it is the fear of embarrassment. It's the fear of being embarrassed. It's the fear of saying you're going to do something and you didn't do it. Um, it's really the fear of man. It's really fearing what other people think. And as you look at it deeper and deeper, you start to realize it's really a silly thing that we allow to keep us from pursuing our dreams and our goals and things we really want to go after. So the first thing that you and I got to do is we have to realize that we're not alone. You know, the saying uh, has always been, if at first you do not succeed, try, try again. But honestly, it's been replaced by this. If at first you do not succeed, stop, stop, stop. Don't try that again. Uh, you know, imagine if we could undo that and we could really live out that saying, if at first you don't succeed, if at second you don't succeed, if at third you don't succeed, try, try again. Well, I'm gonna share some stories that's going to help you realize that, yes, we're not alone, but I'm going to share some stories of some people that did just that. They tried again, and they tried again, and they tried again, and they succeeded. And guess what? They did it, so can we. The second thing that we need to realize is this, is that the world is full of successful failures. You know, there are people that have had to battle their fear of failure on the way to their destiny in sports, in music, in arts, in literature, in government, in business, in leadership. Almost every field you look in, you're going to find somebody that's a success today that failed along the way to where they got to eventually, that place of success. But there are three different things that those people had to learn. And not all of them had to learn all three, but at least one of those things. And these three things, I want you to, if you're taking notes or if you're just making mental notes, I want you to hear these three things because how do we handle the fear of failure is really how we handle failure. How do you handle failure when you fail? You know, you stepped out. Maybe you tried and took that promotion and the, the, the job was bigger than you. And they came to you and said, hey, you know what? You're not really a fit for this. We want to move you to another 
to another place. Or maybe you stepped out and you tried to go and sing at American Idol and you went to one of the uh, auditions and you weren't even allowed to go forward and you felt like, man, I love singing. Can I sing? Whatever it is, somewhere along the line we failed and that's where that fear of failure really comes about. So here are three things that those that are successful, that have had the battle failure, have had to do. They've had to learn things. And the first thing that they've had to learn is this. For some, failure actually taught them how or how not to do something. They had to learn that failure was a teacher. They had to learn that failure was not the end of the world. Failure was not fatal. And failure was not the final grade. It was a teacher for them. And many discovered not only what to do, but some discovered what not to do. And the teacher, guess what? Made them better. You know, if you and I can understand that failure is part of becoming great, failure has become is part of learning your craft or, or learning how to get better. And I'm going to share a couple of things with you. One of my favorite stories that kind of illustrates this is the story of Thomas Edison. <clears throat> you know, Thomas Edison is best known for inventing the, the phonograph and the movie camera, but most of all, the light bulb, the incandescent commercial light bulb. That's what Thomas Edison is best known for. And Thomas Edison, if you only knew that when he was a young boy, his teacher actually told him, I don't think you have the ability to learn anything. And the fact that one of the greatest inventors of our time who held in his name over a thousand patents started with somebody telling him he wasn't going to succeed. You're talking about failing in the beginning, getting a failing a, a, a word from somebody that you respect. He started that way and he actually continued that way for some time, being fired from his uh, two of his first jobs. And both of the employers that he worked with said, uh, we had to let him go, he's not very productive. And so you look at somebody like that and you just imagine where would, where would somebody end up if their teacher tells them they're no good and then they're fired twice. I mean, you kind of imagine, yeah, they're probably gonna just fit into a job at the, uh, the, the local uh, grocery store at some place and just stay in a position the rest of their life. But that's not what Thomas Edison did. Thomas Edison pursued his passion, and as he did, he began to discover, as he began to actually work on the telegraph, that he loved electronics. And that led to him beginning to actually learn to, you know, invent things and work on things and create things. And so when he went to make the incandescent light bulb, what we know today is the light bulb, you know, who would have ever imagined that it was going to take over 10,000 times before he got it right? I mean, you know, imagine right now if I had just created, you know, if you say this cup right here is my first prototype of a light bulb, and I put it in and it goes out, and I'm going to go and do another one. You know, how many people do you know of today that would do that again and again and again and again and again for 10,000 times. I don't know many people that would do that. But here's what Thomas Edison said, and I love this. He said, I have not failed 10,000 times. I have not failed once. I have succeeded in proving that those 10,000 ways will not work. 
When I have eliminated the ways that will not work, I will find the way that will work. What was he doing? Failure was a teacher. Failure was teaching him what wouldn't work. And instead of quitting and saying, I can't do it, the teacher was right, the people I worked with, the employers were right, he tried again and he tried again. But he took notes and he changed things and he adapted things and he kept trying again and again and again. And finally, we have a light bulb. I mean, I don't know of anybody anywhere in the United States that, isn't, that hasn't been affected by a light bulb. And that individual, he made his life's ambition to make things. And when he made that light bulb, he kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it, learning what wouldn't work. Learning wouldn't, wouldn't that's, this won't work, this won't work. And again, failure was a teacher. You look at people in business like Dave Ramsey. I love listening to Dave Ramsey. I encourage you, you know, if you're looking to, you know, get your finances in order and pay off debt, tune in to Dave Ramsey. Uh, he's incredible. And, you know, I love hearing him talk about, uh, you know, losing everything. I mean, he did everything wrong. And he'll refer to that. So it's almost like you're listening to a guy teach you on finances that actually didn't do it right in the beginning. Well, you know why? Because he didn't quit. He kept learning from his experience. One of the most famous ones is this. You ever heard of the Dyson vacuum cleaner? Well, Mr. Dyson, who invented that vacuum cleaner back in 1970, said there's got to be a way to come up with a super uh, cyclonic vacuum that doesn't lose suction. And so in 1970s, in the 70s, he started working on it. And basically his wife was supporting him at one part. At one point in this, his wife was supporting him. They were taking all of their savings to do this. And here he is up to prototype number 15, failed. Here he is up to prototype 300, failed. On and on and on until finally he gets to where he's now uh, it's, it's, it's the year 2000, and he's been doing this over and over and over again. Do you know what prototype finally worked? It was like 5,200 and something. It took that many times, but this is what he said. Dyson said that each failure brought him closer and closer to solving the problem. So imagine if you turn failure around and don't let it become a rejection of you and who you are, and the gifts that are in you. But you begin to see failure as the teacher. You begin to see things that didn't work out as, what did I learn? What could I gain? And you continued on. So the first thing that every successful failure has had to learn is they've had to learn, okay, what to do and what not to do. And failure is the greatest teacher. The second thing, okay, that comes about that many people, you know, have, have learned is this, is they have learned that failure taught them persistence, and persistence is what made them who they needed to be. You know, failure many times as a teacher teaches what not to do, but many times it's an instructor to teach us persistence. And you look at many of the people today that are successful, and you look at many of the people that have been used greatly to live a life worth remembering, that have left a lasting legacy, and many times you'll find persistence. One of my favorite stories, and I'm sure, you know, if you've studied much on, on lives that have been turned around, everybody's heard the story of Abraham Lincoln. Probably one of our most 
popular presidents. You know, Abraham Lincoln is best known for leading our country through its most difficult time, the Civil War. You know, as our 16th president, he's regarded as one of the most successful presidents uh, of all time, but he didn't start out that way. I want you to listen to how he started out. You know, at the age of 23 years, uh, at the age of 23, he lost his job. At the same time, he lost his bid for the state legislature. Three years later, he lost the love of his life, Ann Rutledge. She passed away. Three years after that, he lost his bid to become the speaker in the Illinois House of Representatives. Then, in 1848, he lost his bid to become the commissioner of the General Land Office in D.C., and then 10 years later, he was defeated in his quest to become a U.S. Senator. But you know, shortly after that, he finally was elected, and he was elected as our U.S. President. And you say, well, what does persistence have to do with him being successful? Can you imagine anyone else leading our country through the most divided time in the country that would not have the same level of persistence and ability to stick through as Abraham Lincoln. I can't. But you know what I believe? I believe that persistence was a teacher and persistence was preparing him for the greatest act of all time. And that was him being the greatest president probably in U.S. history during the most difficult time. You know, if you understand that, that failure, again, is not fatal, it's not final, and it is not a, a, a rejection of who you are, but maybe it's preparing you for something that you could never imagine. For years, I wanted to be in the ministry, and I was a state trooper on the Florida Highway Patrol. And in my mind, I was going through all of the necessary motions to become a, a pastor. And so I, I thought, you know, I'm licensed and ordained. I'm active at the church. I mean, I'm, I'm right there. I mean, launch should be right away. Next year, I should be launching. And, you know, I looked at my career as a state trooper and thought, I'm probably only going to be a state trooper for three years, but that's okay because I have a calling in ministry. But, you know, God knew better, and He allowed me to stay on the highway patrol for almost 15 years. But, you know, when I look back, I learned a lot of things. I learned how to deal with people. I learned patience. And patience is the first cousin of persistence. I learned how to be able to de-escalate situations and actually speak uh, to somebody. And all of these different things, what were they doing? They were preparing me for where I would eventually go, which was in the ministry. And even now, as I speak to you, all of that was for a purpose. Well, I could have looked and said, I'm failing. I'm trying to get on staff at a church and I'm failing time after time. I put in for a position or I'm the next person to come on staff. Guess what? I get overlooked. Somebody else comes in. Now, I could have taken that as personal failure and said, you know what? I'm never going to be in the ministry. I'm never going to get there and began to talk to myself and begin to describe myself based on the failure. And, you know, sometimes we do that. We struggle with that. But fortunately, God had another plan and the failure taught me and it taught me patience and persistence and so many other things that prepared me. And you think about the great leaders of the world. You know, all of us are familiar, are familiar with Winston Churchill. And I love that, you know, Winston lost a total of five elections. Three of them were in a row between like 1922 and 24. 
He lost. He lost. He lost. He actually was ostracized by his party for years. But you look during World War II, and who was it that led Great Britain through its most difficult hour? Who actually brought encouragement in the most difficult time? It was Winston Churchill, the guy who failed again and again and again. Listen to what he said. I love this. Whether enduring disappointing years in school, leading his nation through the hardships of war, or struggling with his own unpredictable emotions, because he actually struggled with depression as well. Winston Churchill persevered, and one of the greatest gifts to humankind was his ability to inspire others who faced obstacles they feared they couldn't overcome. Well, maybe you've gone through something, and you feel like, when is it going to stop? And, you know, like all of us, we, we want to get out of these difficulties. We want to get into that place we want to go. But we might have to go through something on the way to getting there, and it might be the very thing that is going to prepare you and make you ready to be that voice, to be that leader, to be that person that can say, look, I lost it all. But you know what? I recovered it all, and here's what I learned. So the last thing that I want to share is this, that for some, you know, failure taught what to do and not what to do. It actually was a teacher. And for some, failure actually was an instructor to give them persistence or lead them to understand persistence. But for others, it was actually a redirection. It was actually a teacher to redirect them. Now, the redirection can be two ways. First, it can be, no, you still need to go up this mountain, but you need to come in a different way. You need to come in from the side. You need to go a different direction. You know, for me, kind of as, as I was delayed in staying on the highway patrol, that was a redirecting. You're going to go in the ministry, but you're going to go this way. You're going to go through, you know, 14 years of uh, serving as a state trooper, and that's going to prepare you. But some redirecting is actually pointing a whole other direction. And so sometimes failure can be a teacher to say, okay, let's take a look at this. Maybe you need to go another direction. There's another direction that you need to pursue that's going to actually lead you to where you really want to be. And this last one, you know, one of the examples I want to use, very famous individual is Walt Disney. Walt Disney actually, you know, when you look back at his life, you know, he had taken a job with the Kansas City Store, uh, the Kansas City Star. It was a local newspaper, and he was a reporter. I mean, he's basically, you know, illustrating, reporting, working for the newspaper. When the editor actually fired him, and you know what the editor said? I'm, we're letting him go because he lacks imagination. <laughs> now, so, now you can, so you imagine, here's Walt Disney. I love going to Disney. Uh, and you walk in that park and you understand that Disney stood in the middle of a swamp and pictured a castle, lacks imagination. He had more than uh, enough imagination, but he didn't allow that rejection. He didn't allow that failure to make him stop, but it redirected him. And he moved away from working in the newspaper industry and he began this long track of actually starting to look at animation and starting, to, and he wouldn't have done that. He basically said, I would have never done that if that had not failed. So guess what? Fail, failure was a detour for him. It was actually a, a detour to direct him in the direction that he should go, 
that he should go. And, and, and you look at his life from that point on, you see him and his brother Roy all of a sudden, I mean, they started one thing, it fell apart, they started another thing, but finally, here come Walt Disney Pictures and the very famous Mickey Mouse. And Walt Disney, basically, when they formed the company, you know, they started with just a couple of animated films, but look at Disney today. Look how large Disney is today. Aren't you glad, if you're a fan of Disney, and I'm a big fan of Disney, that, uh, that he lost that job <laughs> at that newspaper because we wouldn't have Disney World. And uh, I live right nearby Disney World, and I'm so thankful that, uh, that he got fired from that job. Again, it's how you look at it. Uh, early on in my marriage, I never will forget, there was a job that I thought, man, I am called to be a banker. I am called to be a loan officer. And I pursued a position with a finance company. And some of you may have read this in my first book, Respond Up, but true story. I took this job and I, I just, it just was not a fit. And in short, I can say it wasn't a fit, but I can also say I was failing at it. And as it became clear that I was not going to be successful in this position, I found that I needed to, I needed to redirect. I needed to go another direction. And that direction was to find another job. Where would I go? Where would I end up? And uh, wouldn't you know that uh, when I left that position, I ended up taking a part-time position, one of many jobs that I took during that time, just to make ends meet. But one of the positions was in a grocery store. And it was in that grocery store that I came to uh, have a meeting, ran into my old high school football coach, and it was him that actually offered me the opportunity to come alongside him and the other coaches at a major high school to coach high school football. And you know, that was a dream of mine, but guess what? It was a redirection in my life. So sometimes failure can be a redirection. So how do you tell the difference? And so I'm gonna give you four points that I want you to think about if you've experienced failure. Okay, the first thing is this, is I want you, don't quit just pause. Just pause. Instead of quitting, pause. What do I mean by pause? I mean, you know, instead of going into the emotion, you know, I just started this business venture. I just stepped out and it didn't work. Instead of saying, I'm never going to do it again, just pause and take inventory. You know, that's probably one of the most important things to do whenever you experience failure is to realize it's okay and it does not feel good. And, you know, what I'm sharing today is not to, to make it feel good for you or me. It doesn't feel good. It's to, it's to provide a perspective of understanding that f failure is not fatal and it's not final. Pause and take inventory. The second thing you need to do is make adjustments. Again, if once you take inventory, you're saying to yourself, this is something that I need to do. And I've learned some things and maybe I need to go ask some questions from somebody, but I'm going back in again. Make the necessary adjustments. Maybe the adjustments are real small. Maybe they're large. If there are any adjustments, this is when you make them during this pause. The third thing is focus on training, not just trying. What do I mean by that? Again, you know, we said, you know, at first you don't succeed, try, try again. But if you can understand that, you know, it's not just trying something, it's training for something. 
It's like if I decided I want to do a marathon and I went out right now, I can tell you I'd fail. <laughs> I can tell you I would fail about at the end of uh, our driveway out there, and that'd be as far as I would get. But you know what? If I really wanted to run a marathon, if it was on my bucket list and that failure was staring in my face saying, you can never do this, don't you dare try it. Stop, 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 don't try it again. But I really, really thought about it. I really want to do it. Well, guess what? I'm going to make some adjustments. And one of the adjustments I'm going to make is maybe if that's not happening the way I thought, I'm going to start training for it, not just trying it. So maybe you've got to go back to school. Maybe you've got to go and be an apprentice for somebody and learn from somebody and shadow somebody. Maybe there's something you've got to do that is going to prepare you and actually build you up for that. But again, sometimes we've got to start training and not just trying. It's an adjustment that we can make. And the last thing is simply try, try again. When we look in the world that we live in and you go from the Michael Jordans, you know, that uh, were basically looked upon that they would never be successful in basketball, or you look at the Dyson uh, that created vacuum cleaners, or you look at the business leaders that you look at today that went bankrupt several times on their way to actually building a fortune, or you look at great authors. I love the story of great authors that were, were broke and they weren't selling anything, and they actually had people tell them their books were terrible, that today uh, they, they, can't, they can't sign enough books to be given away. And so I want to encourage you, as we go forward this year, I'll be having other guests that will be part of this show. And again, I'm going to be bringing people on here that are going to be sharing what they've learned about how to live a life that has influence and impact. And they'll be sharing stories and skills and different things. And so there'll be so much that you will gather during this time. But I want to encourage you, take some time this week, take some time this month and think about what are the things that you're struggling with and the fear of failure is keeping you from picking up that pad and writing down that goal again. You've heard the voice that says, maybe you can't sing. You know, one of my favorite stories is about Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire went to try out for a movie, and after the screen test, the executive said, can't sing, can't act, he's balding, and he can barely dance. Now, can you imagine if Fred Astaire would have listened to that? Uh, if you're a Fred Astaire fan or you just love movies where you know he's in, he, he would have never done that. He would have ended up crawling away and just doing something that he wanted to do elsewhere. But instead, he didn't listen to that. And maybe he worked on his craft. Maybe he, maybe he trained. But I can tell you this, he can dance. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And you know what? You can dance too. You can dance right into your destiny if you don't allow the voice of failure to let you think that it's final. It's the final grade. It's not. It's just a teacher and an instructor, and a redirector. And as we allow failure to work for us, we're going to find out that failure is actually going to help us get where we want to go. So I hope you were encouraged by this tonight. And again, I thank you so much for tuning in to Living a Life Worth Remembering. I want to encourage you again to share this with other people. If you feel like somebody needs this encouragement, 
uh, right now, share this with them. And if you haven't subscribed to Coach Don Newman on YouTube, go to my channel, subscribe. Also put uh, the little notification button so that you can be notified when our next episode is going to be uploaded in the future. I've got some exciting guests in the future that I'm very excited to have. Also, if you'd like the audio version, uh, you can go to iTunes and look up Living a Life Worth Remembering and subscribe there as well. But uh, don't let failure defeat you. Let it be a teacher and let it help you get to where you want to go. God bless each and every one of you.